Welcome to the Health Business Growth Show, where we take you behind the scenes of the top health businesses to learn how they built their success. Remember, success leaves clues, and we're going to be sharing those with you. I'm your host, JJ Bergen, Inc. 5000 founder of the Mindshare Collaborative, along with members of our Mindshare Mentor team. And each week, we are joined by some of the most brilliant, innovative, and okay, slightly unhinged health business experts you're going to ever meet. These folks have built empires from scratch, navigated the choppy waters of entrepreneurship, and will be sharing both their struggles and their successes on the journey of creating a thriving health business. So if you're ready to take your business to the next level by learning from the best, you are in the right place. In each episode of the Health Business Growth Show, we'll tackle real-world, relevant topics to help you build your audience and scale your income. From marketing to mindset, from hiring to firing, and everything in between. We'll share our own stories of success and failure, interview some of the most amazing guests in the health business world, and we promise to never take ourselves too seriously. Because let's be honest, building your health business can be a bit challenging at times. Success takes resilience, creativity, courage, and a willingness to step outside of your comfort zone. And we are here to help you navigate through all of it. Find the humor in the chaos and build a health business that's truly worth it. So let's get this party started. We are so glad you are here. Welcome back to another episode of the Health Business Growth Show. You're stuck with me today, unfortunately. Lauren Powers from the Mindshare Collaborative. And I'm excited. My friend is here and she is super bossy. She knows everything about how to grow your business through partnerships, relationships, connections, and networks. Welcome to the stage, Amber Spears. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. And I don't feel stuck with you because I love hanging out with you and all your beautiful energy. And it is so fun. And I'm excited to see you in a couple of weeks. And you're having a good time, right? Yeah. I yeah, we do. Wait for the summit next week. We're about to <laughs> now, the summit's coming up. It's all yes. about networking, it's all about connecting. And, you know, for folks that have an alternative practice, an online practice, and mm. want business, it's hard to do that if you don't have get relationships that can help promote you and support you. And right. so like, let's just kind of dive right in. People say they want to have JV partnerships. They say they want to have affiliates. What do you find that most people are like missing when it comes to just learning how to affiliate market? Oh, there's so much in there. No, right? The big one. chew on it. I know we have a limited time. Well, I think it's like a couple parts. One is like the in-person part, right? Which is like one thing that I'd always tell everyone, and you can always ask us for this, but we do like a networking scorecard. So with our team members, with me, before I go to any events, from a very like practical, tangible perspective, we literally write out what are our goals at this event and we make it very clear. Like, for example, my goal is to, let's just kind of ID here. My goal is to book 10 people for my Brain Health podcast. So that's goal number one. Goal number two is to find maybe a new supplement formulator for that new brain Thing that I'm doing, whatever, right? So you're just really dialing in. And then I want to meet these five people. So what would make the event a huge success for you? Just being really clear. Because one of the things that I see a lot of times people go to an event and they're just like Tanzanian devils. They're like going all around. 
that is one strategy. And it's just not as effective. When you're new to a community, you should want to do that, right? You should want to kind of know, put yourself out there, engage, show up to all the sessions, really kind of partake. But there's also the other part of it that's like, do it with intention, network with intention, really like figure out how you can also serve that community. Because I see a lot of people coming into community and they just want to extract. They're like, I paid for the ticket. Now I want to come in and extract my ROI, but that's not how relationships work. Relationships work with connection. You know, that's why there's a first date and a second date. It's a whole journey, right, that you go on. So really looking at this as this is our first date. How can I show up as myself? How can I give? You know, what can I give? Even if you're brand new, it's like, what can I give? Well, you have so much knowledge. You have so many connections that we may not have. You might have, you know, new ideas. You might have all kinds of stuff, right? So what can you give? And then what do you want to get? And get really clear on that, I think is really important. Every day, going back to your scorecard and just being like, okay, so today was Monday. Checked off, you know, I got three people on the podcast. I met this one formulator, scratched that whole thing off. And I, you know, connected with these two out of three people. So that when you're at the event, you can go up to people and say, hey, I really wanted to meet Lauren. I see her over there, but I'd love like a personal introduction. Would you like, walk me over so I can meet her and tell them why. I want to meet her because, you know, I see her on stage. She's just shining bright. And like, you know, she's in Atlanta. I want to be by her. You know, I mean, just give them a reason to do that. So it's better. I want to touch on that because, you know, we do have a lot of folks that are earlier in business with big vision, big dreams, big message, small audience. I see that all the time. The pendulum is always swinging. You like, you're super smart. You got, you know, 20 years of clinical experience you don't have an Instagram following or you don't have a podcast or you're not speaking, what's the best way? Like, let's say, Amber, I want to be on your podcast, right? Do I just DM you? Do I just email you? Should I try to use someone I know? Like, what are your best practices when you literally are just beginning? Well, I think it's first like a, it's a mindset shift because I've worked with many of the amazing doctors and people inside of Mindshare and many Mm -hmm. kind of influencers and thought leaders like them. And the thing is, everyone starts somewhere. I think part of it is knowing like, there's like a sense of frustration of I'm very accredited or recognized or certified and well known in this particular area. And so now I'm going into a new area and having like the mindset of a beginner and knowing that when you're a beginner that you're not always going to get all the things that you want, even though you have all of these other amazing things. Absolutely. You could be the king or queen of the hill here in terms of credentials or just coming to it with a beginner's mindset and knowing that what type of audience is listening on their podcast and is your area of expertise match that yet? I think that's really important. And it's important for both sides. It's like important for the person with the podcast to be very clear about what is an ideal person for them. Because I think a lot of times you just see their podcast and you're like, I'd be perfect. But when you start digging underneath the hood a little bit, it's like, okay, actually, like maybe I'm too advanced or actually too behind for this. So really understanding that. And I think podcasters or influencers need to be really clear about who they will want to have and serve that particular audience. That's first. And then second, I think, you know, you just being willing to say like, I'd love to be on it. i heard it, I've listened to it, bring up some stuff, show that you've done your research. You know, I think that's a big part of it. And bringing something to the table, I think is also a big part of it where it's like doctors and really established professionals, people who have 
gone through a lot of college, right? And spent a ton of time devoting themselves to a particular field. One of the things that I've noticed with them is not wanting to like feel or not being comfortable with not being sure. There's this thing to it, but it's like, I know you're a great doctor. You may not know this part of social media or whatever, right? But I know you're a great doctor. So when you're pitching yourself, what you do is you're like, hey, listen, I am new to the online podcast world, but I have some really great credentials. Here's the patients I've served. Here are the people I've healed. Here are all the testimonials. And what I'm looking to do is take my specific, really niche down kind of framework of success and bring it onto your podcast, knowing that, hey, I don't have the biggest audience, but I have something really unique and I will promote it. Here's where I'm going. Okay, here's where I'm going. I've signed with these podcast companies. I've joined Mindshare. I've thought like I'm going here. I'm intending to have the biggest podcast in XYZ thing. So sure. paint the picture and just be okay with that, knowing that they can see it and it doesn't diminish your value as a person or as a doctor or anything. It just means you are a beginner in this one particular thing. And I've seen people overnight go from zero to a hundred thousand, you know, followers or to sure. a couple million in a couple of years, but they had to get the reps. They were able to say, like, I'm new to this, but here's what I bring to the table. You can also say, like, you know, is there any podcast guests you might want to meet? Yeah. I might know them. Maybe I can connect That's you to them, angle. Right? For sponsors, right? Like, I speak all over and I see sponsors all the time. Like, maybe I can bring you some sponsors or, you know what I mean? Like, there's always ways that you can add value to people. And if you're just a little creative, a little bit. I love that whole, for people that are listening that are new and trying to grow your health business, that's a perfect way to start and a perfect way to position yourself and frame yourself. I want to kind of stick on this topic of like what good looks like when you're trying to, you know, put your toe in the pond. What are your thoughts about summits? And I'm talking about the online summit. So like everybody's doing summits. That's a really popular thing. And summits are only good because of the amount of affiliates and speakers. Any thoughts on like summit marketing with affiliates? Do you feel that that's like, on the downward spiral, do you feel like it's a good way to grow your email list? Like, be honest, what are your real thoughts? It's a labor of love for the person putting it on in a huge way, right? Like they are the expert. They're gathering a lot of people. They're doing a ton of interviews and it's such a labor of love. It truly is. And there's a lot of great content that comes from that. I also have respect for the people running the virtual summits in terms of the technology that oh, they yeah, gather and all that I do think that summits, are something that you should do when you're at the beginning kind of stages. That's kind mm -hmm. of where it's best in terms of like these online summit platforms. Like you're getting started with a new concept or you're rolling out with like, you know, for example, maybe you're new to the kind of online world. So you want to jump in as a featured guest or you want to have your own. It's a great way to build an email list quickly. It's a great way to establish, you know, your reputation as an authority figure in that particular niche. But mm -hmm. I do think as you start to evolve as a marketer and as a business person, you want to stop putting your eggs in some of these baskets because what ends up happening is like you lose control. You lose control over your email list, right? Because yeah. now it's being seeded out to a bunch of different people. You lose control of the customer service because they have their own team and they're managing, you know, some, some of these companies are doing 120, 150, 200 launches a year like every other day they're doing one right and so their team is maxed out mm -hmm. to the max and they're good teams but they just cannot support at a certain level mm -hmm. you know when you are a true thought leader and a true influencer with a big brand 
Mm-hmm. That's when I would start moving away from that and putting on your own summits on your own places where you can control the experience for the other podcasters and not have to worry about your email list being seeded out and doing all of that. I think summits in my mind, it's not up or down, it's plateaued. There's people dropping off every year to do other things like newsletters or docu-series or whatever, but there's new people coming on that are kind of new to building audiences. I just think like you should know, like if you're working with companies like that, they are a good stepping stone, but they have so, so many limitations. Just think about an agency. You're one of 150 people, right? So it, companies in there that they're trying to get attention for. Mm-hmm. Like that's a fraction. Like if you understand what you're buying, I think it's different. I think people see what the pitch is and like, oh yeah, this can be great. But it's like to understand what you're actually buying. Sure. You're buying a fraction of their time of the admin team, of the affiliate team. You're buying a, you know, a fraction of like all this stuff and you're, you're not going to get full service, full stop. You can't, mm-hmm. right? Because there's so many other things on the roster. It's a stepping stone, right? But it's just also just something that you should be looking at and being like, okay, if I had good success at the summit, what's the next thing? The next Is thing. it putting on my own platform? Is it doing like a joint rolling webinar instead, you know, with other thought leaders? What's next, right? Is it doing a podcast? What is it? A so masterclass. Masterclasses like, are it right now. Masterclasses yeah. are live training. Yeah. And I think what you're touching on is that you have to diversify how you communicate with people, with your ideal avatar and the people that you affiliate with. Yes. To, to reach your avatar. So yes. I love what you just said. So walk us through. Take like the next two to three minutes. Say we're brand new. We're going to hire Amber and her team to help us learn how to affiliate market. You have a framework. You have a structure. I know when you're kind of like taking a deep dive with a new client. If it was me, I'm like, I'm just going to write down 20 people that I know. And start yeah, that's a great start. Because that's how you close deals. So like, I'm just going to applaud you for that because people are scared of doing that. So that is like the best thing you can do. It is the best thing you can do, first of all. So I want to acknowledge you for that. Thank you. Like, get started. Get started. My husband will poo-poo my ideas if I don't have 20 people that I can either like call, text, email to help me with anything. Yeah. With like, maybe it's like graphic design or maybe it's someone who will buy from me or maybe it's someone who can refer to me. Tell us what's your process for one of your newer clients that really wants to, to hone in on the affiliate stuff. What you got? Yeah, so first of all, I mean, this comes from years of experience is asking like, how much commitment do you have to this? How committed are you to doing this? Because if it's something where you're like, I see my friends doing it. I saw JJ doing it. I saw Gabriel Line doing it. I saw Dr. Anna Quebecca doing it. So I want to do it. Like, okay. So we have a desire, but do we have a commitment? Because this is a channel, affiliate marketing, partnership marketing, joint venture marketing, whatever you want to call it. It is a channel just like any other. So if you mm-hmm. came to me and said, I'm going to be a YouTube creator. You would buy all the books, you would learn the algorithm, right? You would devour every single podcast, interview, et cetera, you could. You would know who the players were. You would know like what your program serves, how it stacks up. So, or affiliate marketing or partnership marketing is the same thing. And I think people tend to feel like, oh, well, it's just people. No, there's an algorithm and a tempo and politics and a language just like any other that requires commitment and daily and regular 
focus. So if you don't have the bandwidth right now, you're already maxed out to the max. You're barely keeping you know, your head above water in terms of all the things that you're working on. I would tell you that you are not a candidate to work with me because okay. I'm not a savior. I'm not just walking on water going to eat you. I've done that a lot of times. You know what I learned is when I did that, I robbed my clients yeah, of the experience learn it. of learning it themselves. I thought I was helping. In reality, I was putting it back however yep. many months or years because yep. I was coming in and saving. And so really now it's more of like, let's have a conversation. When are you committed? Okay, mm-hmm. commitment looks like investing into the time that it takes to grow this, understanding that it's going to probably be a year. No one wants to say this. Six months to a year before you start yep. to see any real traction. If you said that to someone on YouTube, they're like, of course, because there's so many YouTubers. Well, there's so many influencers, there's so many creators, so many affiliates, same thing. And we've been doing it for longer, right? So there's mm-hmm. there's a lot here. So it's like, first, it's commitment. Yes, I want to do it. Second is, if that's true, then okay, let's look at your program. The program itself, if you don't create a program that is motivating, compelling, mm-hmm. For affiliates to promote and it's all janky and it's like you're not giving enough commission or it's confusing. It's like the foundation of your whole house is built on sand. So let's that that for a second because the offer falling flat ain't going to never work for nobody. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how many degrees you have. But if right. you articulate who you are, who you serve, how you serve them, if the offer falls flat, you can get 500 people on a Zoom call. Right. Yes. But if the offer falls flat at the program, if we're not showing success and results, I do this workshop with my clients where we talk about wants and needs. And I'm like, OK, outline the things that your avatar wants. Right. And I like they don't want mitochondrial support. They want energy. They want to wake they up. They want energy. Rest. They don't want some sort of like, you know, super long 12 week nutrition based program. They want to be skinny. You got to talk and have something that they can purchase that will actually yield the result. Sometimes affiliates and friends and things may not want to tell you why they're not interested, but the non-compelling stuff, that gets me every time. So please expand on the program. Yeah, well, I think you're hitting a nerve here because I started in the kind of like direct response offer-based network world where what rules is the marketing. So you could have great marketing, bad products, and you're going to make a lot of money. And I got burnt out on that. So I went over to the health side, thought leader side, where I was like, wow, these people are amazing human beings. They have amazing programs and protocols. Why is no one seeing it? Well, they have a marketing problem. Their problem is the the marketing side, making it clear, making the tech work, making a easy user experience. Like, that whole part, we have to get better at that. I'm so passionate about the Mindshare community and everything that's happening there because I know that if we can get the marketing right, we can explode yeah. them. They're looking at other people like, you know, why did Mark Stiffen be able to sell his company for what was it, 300 million? Like, we had great marketing and a great product. Yes, he had a great product, but if he didn't have good marketing, no one would have no, known about it. it. And the data, it, it will tell you clearly, you know, it's like, the data will tell you if someone understands, you have heat maps, you can see where people are dropping off, right? You have conversion mm-hmm. rates, you have like all these things, all these tools, copyrights be able to tell you, like you might have an amazing protocol, an amazing program, but if you cannot translate that correctly, or if you're not yes. giving enough away to your affiliates who are your all commission sales force, they are your all commission sales force. They are taking 100% of the risk on where they decide to promote you or endorse you. So if you don't have something that performs for them financially, 
then they're not going to keep promoting you because this is not a charity, this is business. So we have to go with somebody who might have a great program, but their marketing is not dialed in. So we can't afford to lose money on that, right? So it's really important. So building the program first and making sure that it has tracking, that it's clear, that it has some testing behind it, that you've paid a little money to test it on paid media, maybe like before you start asking for favors from all your friends in the community. So that's part one is what do you have? How much are you paying? What are you structuring on? Like, what's the whole thing? Let's figure out something that's going to be a shiny lighthouse on a hill and not something that people look at and are like, cheap, yeah, boring, not good, right? Like, Or just, inexperienced. People pivot right. all the time and want to come out big because, you know, they pivoted. So they need to kind of like right. build their audience for right. this new thing. But they don't have any, totally. there's no results. Exactly. And knowing where you are, I think we touched on it earlier, like knowing where you are in the cycle. Like I could help you jump the line, give you the best cognitive, best everything. But also there is so much to be learned. Like you're becoming an online marketer. When you're moving your practice from in-person to online, you are making that transition. You are not an online physician. You're becoming an online marketer. It's a marketing. Marketer, it's knowledge. There is its own cadence and frequency. And when you get it, it's like lights out. The algorithm is, is pushing you to every single part of the earth. The affiliates are promoting you because your offer converts, your messaging works, your testimonials are pouring okay. in. Like that's when it works, right? So first is the program itself. What do we have here? What are we building? Are we building it on a house of cards or are we building a really strong foundation that people are going to come to as the program grows. So, you know, that's one. Two is the people. So internally in your company, who is working on your affiliate program every single day? Because most people, when they come to me, it's like, oh, it's my EA. It's my virtual assistant. And it's like, okay, well, then you're going to get terrible results because they're doing 10,000 other things. And so that needs to be looked at. If you want to have a world-class program, you need to have a world-class affiliate team in place to be able to grow it. That's your internal team, right? And then you have your external team. Your external teams are people that are your affiliate partners, your people that are promoting you, the people that are sending you traffic, customers, clients, et cetera. So those are your external people. And they need to be taken care of like the VIPs that they are because they're sending you clients in business. So you need to have a crack shot team in that place. The next thing is the process, which will come later as you're more experienced. Like, See, a lot of people who started affiliate marketing, they started to get stalled around the process. The process is, if you have a really good affiliate program or partnership program, your affiliates are promoting you every single day or every single month or yeah. every single quarter, every single year, rinse and repeat. Because that's how you know it's working. I always tell people like, oh my God, look at these stats. Person crushed it. They're getting a $5 ETC, right? Like, it's pretty perfect. Sorry, I'm a little sick, so... They're coming to me and showing me these stats. And I'm like, okay, well, do they want to promote you again? And I'm like, no, they ghosted me. And I'm like, that is the best indicator that I really didn't go well for them, right? Mm -hmm. I know what you're seeing on your side. It's only one half of the story because maybe they sent it to their email list and it bombed. Maybe they made 500 bucks when usually they used to make 5,000. And like, you're seeing only one part of the picture. So it's just like really kind of understanding and just knowing like, this is part of the process. If you're committed to figuring it out and you're committed to putting the right people, the right processes and programs in place, you will do well. But it's not going to happen overnight and it's not going to happen immediately. And you certainly cannot get there by doing things duct taped together 
and, you know, just not done well. Like you can phase one could be things that take together, but to get to like the premier people that you're wanting to be like, they have a huge yes. team. Yeah. They have full time people on it. And that's who you're competing with. That's who you're competing with. So knowing like, I'm just trying to get enough where I can take some of the earnings and put it back into the program. Right. And I'm just going to keep building better people, better copy, better systems, better tech better quality of ingredients, better whatever, right? You just keep dumping it back in there. And what's cool about affiliate marketing or partnership marketing is not only are you generating customers, you're also getting to do an audience swap. It's like a form of PR because they're oh, yeah. endorsing you. So now you're getting endorsed by your mentors, your peers, your friends, your colleagues. And that's a huge endorsement. So it's a blend of like PR and sales. But like, it's also, it's a huge responsibility to get people's eyeballs from them to you and then not convert any of them, right? Like that is like, okay, like there's something happening. It's part of the experience. Everyone I see trying to shortcut it in Russia and they want to put just part-time, you know, little dilly dabbling in there. And I'm like, hey, the people that are doing millions of dollars a year with affiliate marketing are doing it every single day. Yeah. Every day they work on it. They're split testing. They have a team in place. They're like rolling out new products. They're increasing commissions when affiliates do well. They're going from traditional affiliates to ambassador and creators. And then, you know, they're just, they're building a whole program up. They're going, oh, we haven't done SEO affiliates. We're going to do that. We haven't done listicles. We're going to do that. We Love haven't it. done, you know, user-generated content. We're going to do that. Like, they just go super, super deep. Oh, we have a whole list of new people we want to contact, right? They're working on it every single day. So that's what you're competing against at scale. And so when people are like, I'm committed, and then I start talking to them, oh, but I only have, you know, one hour a month to work on. It's like, you're not committed. Or I only have an EA. Or I'm not even interested in changing software to better communicate. Those are the things that play me as a marketer. Yeah. Marketer to marketer. I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. And you just dropped six or seven really good dimes on how to level up. You just said user created content. You just said so many different things that are outside of just the normal. Hey, can you send an email for me? To get outside of that. Yeah. Let's do live streams together. Let's do webinars together. Let's yes. create a listicle together. Let's do a co branded blog posts. Let's do yes. like all kinds of stuff. And the whole right. funnel, the whole journey. I want the landing page to represent the right parties. I want the right. tracking for that landing page to make sure it connects the to the work. I want the manager to have a fantastic relationship with the affiliates. It goes on and on. Okay. So I we have more to talk <laughs> about. We're about to be done. You just told us that you need to be committed, have a solid program, make sure it's translatable, make sure you have a team and have a process. So yes. those are tidbits, y'all. If you're driving, pull over and write those down. And I've just got three more questions for the lovely Amber before we get out of here. Is that cool? Cool. I'm in. Okay. So they're all related to basically kind of systems. So tell me this. What is your favorite affiliate software or do you have a recommendation for how to manage affiliates through tech? Yeah, I like Everflow. So Everflow has been one of my favorite ones for a while. They're good. Tune's also good. Host Affiliate Pro, we've used on a bunch of launches. I know a lot of people in Mindshare like Infusionsoft. The tracking is okay. It's usable. You can flip that on into Infusionsoft if you don't want to switch platforms. The reason why you have tracking for anybody listening is like you have to track back. If someone promoted you, you have to be able to not be the only one to show them. I tell clients all the time, like... But I can log in and show them. Like, why do I have to pay for affiliate tracking for them to log in and see it? I'm like, because it's about transparency. Like, I get that you're trustworthy. I'm not saying you're not. But for a program to scale, you can't be the only one logging in the their stat. No, like at scale, 
affiliates have their own tracking system, mm-hmm. their own portal connected to mm-hmm. your products and offerings where they log in and say, oh, I sent her 500 clicks today and I made three sales, right? Like mm-hmm. they have the ability to see that themselves. And so tracking is super important. I definitely like, like I said, Everflow has offers. There's some other really good ones. But tell me this. Not what great do- for, I don't think it's great for medical professionals. For like refersion, yeah, share a sale, fish and junkie. Those are more like network based, I think. There are like CRM type platforms like Kartra, Simplera, Thrivecart, things like that. Simplera, rather, they have that affiliate thing in there. If you want to play like in baseball, do you recommend yeah. a separate affiliate software or just use whatever is already inside your CRM? It depends. Like, for example, ClickFunnels has something, it's terrible. So it's just, it has to work and it has to be easy to use. So I know actually the owner of Simplero, he's great. I'm sure whatever he's made from an affiliate perspective is good. But I think like if you can keep it all in house and it's easy to use and it makes sense and do it, mm-hmm. but it's got to be easy to use, got to be transparent and it's got to be something they can log in themselves and it's got to track right. I mean, that's the other thing. It's like trying to set it up yourself, pay a little money, have a real developer set this up because I that's have seen... What it's a thing. Horror stories. I just got the phone yesterday with a client. You know, we recommended that they pay for a developer to set up their Everflow. To do the implementation. So yes. They didn't. And so they were getting promotions and they're looking at it like, we're getting sales. They didn't check their bank account for three months. I definitely would have. But they had flipped it around because they set it up themselves. It was like events versus conversion. So they had flipped it. So they thought every sale was actually, it was actually an opt-in. It was an event. Right. Oh. It was an event. Right. So it was like, they flipped it. So it was just like, ooh, for three months. And it's just like, that is because they sent it up themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like really important to get that tracking right. Yeah. And so learn it, but you, I definitely, yeah. somebody else to like implement it. Okay. That was awesome. Actually, thank you for that. Two more questions just related to the administrative side. So one question about like people always ask, what's a good commission to pay affiliates? And yeah, I, don't, I think it's very individual based, but I wanted your opinion on that. And then the very last question is best practices when hiring an affiliate manager. Like, yeah. you know, the background to look for, maybe how much they should be paid or something. I'm just curious. A lot of people, those are two really big pain points that I've heard. So what you got for us? Yeah. Teach us. Man, there's so many rules of thumb. We have a whole guide if they want to kind of download or how to yeah. calculate commission. Each company is different. So what, what I would recommend is like going out and doing some research on what other people similar to you are paying. Or, now, that's just going to be one metric because you don't know the back end of their business. So you might be looking and be like, oh my God, like my program's $250 and they're paying $250. I couldn't possibly give away 100% of the front end. It's like, well, I know those people and I know that upon point of sale, they're immediately calling their customers and upselling them into something else, right? So they Mm -hmm. have that whole system dialed in. But you should know what you're up against because you should know what people are paying. So go and look. If I have a probiotic, let me go out and see what other people are paying affiliates on probiotics. Sign Mm -hmm. up as an affiliate, watch their whole system and their whole process Mm -hmm. and see what they're actually paying on. What are they paying on a webinar? What are they paying on a summit? What are they actually paying on? Not conversion rate, what are they actually paying on? So you can get an idea. And then, you know, just kind of quick and dirty rule of thumb. It's like, if something is doing over a dollar a click on average, you're kind of like cooking with gas, dollar fifty plus, you're cooking with gas. If you're like doing, you know, $2 or more per opt-in, 
kind of cooking with gas. There is some stuff there. You know, people don't like hearing this. It's like, if you put somebody into your, let's say your program, your coaching stuff, and you never talk to them, and it's just like automated kind of watching modules, it's usually 50% commission to an affiliate, right? That's a lot. Well, you're not doing anything. It's yeah. less when it's you have high coaches in there, right? You can get away with paying a little less when you have coaches in there or yourself kind of doing it. So maybe that's 20, 30, 40%. Mm-hmm. So affiliates, it just really depends on supplements. It's a whole different one, but like it's really dependent on what are you selling? What is the market currently doing? Right. Like, I'm but telling you, there you see times where I see something brand new. That's like a new category of, of itself, right? Like, you oh, how do you price that? Or like, how do you do that? Right. So it's like, if you have something that a lot of other people have or a protocol, then there's research you do. As far as affiliate managers, what I would say is your affiliate manager is a business development person. They are not comfortable reaching out cold to people. And they only want to manage your kind of current contacts. That's fine, but they don't deserve to be paid like someone who goes out and hunts. Sure. There's farmers and there's hunters. And the hunters are going to bring you a lot more business. The farmers are going to tend and take care of what you currently have. Mm-hmm. Right? And they'll grow it a little bit because they're going to be focused on it. But you need to know the difference. We have the ability to recruit affiliate managers. We have a big pool of them. So if anyone ever needs to come to us to help hire somebody, they're trained on our systems. We bring you three qualified candidates. We go through about 3,000 applicants per position. Wow. It's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work. And then once they're in, we work alongside them for six months in small group coaching with, you know, affiliate managers on our team who've all done a minimum of a million dollars a month in sales. And so like they get really good coaching, they get accountability reports, they get all of that because most people are not experts in hiring, training, and motivating affiliate managers. We are. Right. And see, so none of us have ever done that job. So yeah, well, we would don't know. know how to but do it is a sales position. Don't get it twisted. Is that, that a project management position? Is that a no. So no. In a sales position. So if that register is not ringing, there is a problem. And it could be a problem on your side. It could be that you just have a good program. It could be that. But it could be if you have a great program and you're looking at other people's stuff, you're like, my stuff's just good. It's good uptime. We're paying well, blah, blah, blah. It's like, and you have a people problem, right? You have a people problem. Because I, I do know that there are affiliate managers. That's why we created the company that we did because we were tired of dealing with entitled affiliate yeah. managers and we're yeah. doing anything. And we're like, yeah. this is ridiculous. You're the gatekeeper for the business. If you will not move and you not do your job, we will train a whole army to come up behind and we will have motivated, hungry people in that position. And that's a very important position. That's what we did, right? So we've done hundreds of them now, hundreds of placements now. So, you know, that's, yeah, we can help, right? But like, again, what comes first? It's not the affiliate manager first. First is the program. The program. Gotta have the program. Are you committed? Are you committed? program. You can do quite a bit with just that. You can do a little bit with EAs, having them reach out as you, right, from your email address, mm-hmm. kind of getting started, whatever, but it's not going to be scalable. So if you want to get to the next level, but you want to make multiple six figures a year, seven figures, you know, there's clients of mine that are doing nine figures a year with only affiliates, only affiliates. It's possible to do that, but you have to have a, a banging program and a really sure. great team and constantly creating asks and split testing, but that is possible for anyone that's listening. This is so good. I hope that I wrote down so many like pages of notes just from marketer to marketer. It's refreshing to hear, you know, gosh, there's life outside of paid traffic. Good gracious. It's important to like, you know, for your, your slices of your marketing pie. 
to know what slices will get you the most business and get you the greatest right. return. I am a firm believer in relationships. Every business that I've built to date has been the foundation. The cement was poured with friends, family, colleagues, yeah. peers, like-minded businesses. So y'all, this was amazing. Amber, thank you. So let's connect with you. Do you mind real quick? No, not at all. We put together, it's not like another lame ebook because I think that's just so lame. But we have a 19-page document that you can get if you go to eastfifthavenue.com, 5th Avenue, fully spelled out, slash gift. We put together like so much good stuff. So one, we have a 19-page checklist where it'll tell you where you currently are. You get intermediate advance, right? Here are the tools. Here's mm-hmm. the next steps that I would do no matter where you are in that category. We also put together a webinar. Everybody kept asking me, Amber, how much do I pay an affiliate manager and agency? So I did a whole training for an hour. Here's how much you pay them. Here's what you look out for. Here's like agency versus in-house affiliate manager versus like contractor, like this whole kind of this yeah. whole thing. So if you go there, you can download it, you know, and if you end up wanting to schedule a call with us, great. We're happy to do that. But at the end of the day, that's not what we're doing. We're just trying to help and to yeah. really be better than we found you. And if you decide to go deeper with us, wonderful. But again, I only want people that are committed doing it because I really, really care about the results my clients get. And if you're not committed, you don't have the bandwidth, then we are not going to be able to work well together until you are, until you're ready, because then we can really rock and roll with you. Yeah, that's the gospel right there. I heard and received. (laughs) Thank you, Amber. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning into this episode of the Health Business Growth Show. We will see you next time. Here at the Mindshare Collaborative, we are committed to helping you increase your vision, income, and impact. One of the first things we'd love to support you on is adding a high-profit leveraged income stream so that you can enjoy more time and money freedom. And to help you get started, I've created the Health Professionals Playbook for building multiple streams of income that identifies five proven strategies for creating a sustainable income beyond your primary practice to create time and money freedom. To get your free copy as my gift to you, go to ms365.io forward slash MSI. That's ms365.io forward slash MSI.